are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. Hey folks, Steve Angel here, and this week's episode is sponsored by both Bond and Nick's good friends, David and Tracy Belowski at St. Joe River Bows. Now, if you're thinking about a custom longbow or recurve, you owe it to yourself to check out St. Joe River Bows. David and Tracy have been making bows at St. Joe since 2009, where they started out making the St. Joe River Bows Classic model in both longbows and recurves. And then in 2010, they premiered their Torrent Recurve model. Now, often copied but never duplicated, this sweet little bow is offered in a 54 and 56 inch versions, and its smooth draw and snappy performance make it the perfect bow for hunting from a tree stand or a ground blind. And if you're more of a longbow shooter like I am, well, they also make a torrent version in a longbow, which just so happens to be the bow my wife shoots today. Now, myself, I prefer the classic longbow, but all of their bows are amazing shooters, and all are available in numerous grip sizes and types to fit every shooter. If you're not sure exactly what you want, Tracy is more than happy to work with you to figure out which style fits you best. And don't forget about their kid and youth models that come with St. Joe's amazing trade-up program so that as your child grows, they can trade in their current bow towards a newer bow that better fits their needs. And for listeners of the Traditional Outdoors podcast, David and Tracy will still throw in a free St. Joe River Bows t-shirt with any new bow purchase. So when you call them up, be sure to tell them that you heard about them on the Traditional Outdoors podcast. Now let's get on to this week's episode. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. Man, I hadn't talked to you since Thanksgiving, Nick, or before Thanksgiving. How was your how was your turkey day? Hey, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving to you. It was uh it was good. It was really good. You know, we went to um it, we went out of town, which was good. It was uh since we're doing Christmas at my brother's house, um, we're gonna do we did Thanksgiving and in Elgin at my in laws, Illinois. And um we hadn't been there in a in a while for a holiday. And uh, Jess, uh, Jess's brother Brad came over from Seattle, and 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 we had a real good time. Um, went to a couple cool places with the Chinatown in Chicago. Um, I've never been there, so that was pretty fun. And um, we went to this really cool military surplus science store just outside of Elgin, and they have all these computer components and little pri anything like gears, all kinds of stuff that are just like gutted from stuff that you can hmm. turn into a project. Right. And I picked up, you know, you know those fly fishing zingers. I didn't buy much, but I picked up, you know, those little fly fishing zingers that at a fly shop they're like thirteen dollars because they're logoed. Yeah. And all they are is a little zipper. Yeah. Do they're a buck twenty five there? <laughs> <laughs> and I so was you, like, what a rip! <laughs> so you load loaded up, huh? I got a few of those and, and, uh, you know, they had like a bin of forceps and, and just, I had to crack up cause I lose forceps all the time. So I have, I don't buy really good forceps cause I know I'll just lose them, which is why I bought the zingers. But with the forceps, Jess, um, when we were down in Kentucky and got covered up in the ticks and the chiggers, Jess used the forceps to get the ticks out. She, so she bought like four forceps. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like how many ticks you think we're gonna run into uh but yeah man it was it was really good how about you well i mean as far as thanksgiving day i actually did something that i had not done in over 20 years i actually went hunting on thanksgiving day oh, um, wow yeah you know Lori was always it was just one of those things that i knew how much holidays meant to Lori and yeah if I if if I stayed home on on Thursday then I got you know I didn't have any problem going out and hunting Saturday Friday Saturday and Sunday so um you know I just I just haven't done it since before uh she and I got married so it was it it felt kind of weird I'll be honest but uh you know as far as Thanksgiving day we you know we spent me and Bella spent Thanksgiving with uh, Lori's mother and her sister and her her sister's son, so it was kind of kind of quiet, kind of kind of small. Um, nothing nothing big like you know I'm kind of used to with with Lori, but I think you know Bella more so than me. Just I think we just needed it to be quiet, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of low key and quiet. But uh, but yeah, anyway, got to got to do a little hunting and uh, actually got another i got another deer we'll talk about that in a minute but i got another deer that week it was uh tuesday i think uh uh went out for a little while tuesday morning and and managed to to put one on the ground but uh yeah anyway it's uh you've seen a lot of deer this year man 
Uh, well, and that's so Thanksgiving Day, I actually I had seven total by I think I had to be out of the woods by 10 o'clock to get home and and shower and and, and it's a long story. I was responsible for making one dish. I have to tell this because it's kind of funny. So I was <laughs> responsible for making one dish, and uh, it was it was something that Bella really likes. It's a corn souffle. I don't. You've probably eaten one that, that I have eats. actually. Um, yeah. So let's see. Wednesday night, I pulled everything together, and it's really easy to make. You know, wasn't a big deal. So I made it, and Bella and I were sitting there watching TV. And when it finished, I set it up on the uh, kitchen counter to to cool off. And went back to watching the watching TV with her, and I swear I never heard a damn cat can be so quiet. <laughs> so I got up, I got up to go put it in the you know put aluminum foil on it, put it in the refrigerator after it cooled, and that one of the damn cats of Bella's had eaten like three different places on just <laughs> just touched the top of it, and I'm like son of a gun. So which which one, Bootsy? Yeah, oh yeah, it was Boots, little <laughs> little devil. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, after a lot of cussing and threatening to skin that cat, I just told Bella, you know, since if she didn't mind, I was, I was, uh, I would come home early enough. If she would go out and get stuff to make another one, I'd, I'd leave the woods an hour earlier than I had intended and come home and make another one before we had to leave. So, but anyway, even just, um, even sitting till just 10 o'clock, 10 or 10 30, I can't remember exactly what time I came down, but. Um, ended up seeing seven and actually had a shot at, at two different deer that morning. And one of them, it was kind of funny. One of them, I actually put a little bit of tension on the string. And then because she, I could tell that she was, she was in heat. There was a little fork horn messing around. And I thought, you know, there could be something nicer. So I'm not going to shoot that, that little doe. And, Mm -hmm. uh, then the four point came up and I almost, I almost took a shot at him, but he was just quartering towards me a little bit more than I wanted. I I still think I could have snuck an arrow and put him down, but with it being Thanksgiving morning, I said, you know what? I don't, I don't want to be chasing a deer all over the creation this morning. And, and uh, mm-hmm. I just, I just killed one, you know, a couple of days earlier. So I let him walk. I'll probably end up regretting it. And then since then, I've pretty much decided I'm going to, I'm going to spend at least till the end of the year, I'm going to try to spend most of the time that I have on, on public land. I'm hunting a WMA. I've, I've only hunted once in the past. And I went into that last week and pretty quickly realized I needed, I needed to have a different plan. But anyway, that was my, that was my Thanksgiving. So uh, have you, have you gotten out any? No, not at all. Um, Ever since uh, I saw you, I haven't been out, but I will. Um, I'm going, I actually bought a doe tag and, uh, I, I don't really hunt during rifle season anyway, man. I, I will probably go out. My Grand Valley hunt starts December 18th and I can hunt there and I got a few spots I want to hunt and I think it'll be much better with a stand. It's probably going to be real cold, probably snow and real windy there. Cause you just got, it's real close to the lakeshore. Um, and you just get that wind off Lake Michigan. And, uh, it can cut, it just cuts through you, but yeah. you know, it'll be, it'll be all right. You never know too. We could just have a real money, money Christmas too. I, I, I don't know, but anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to take my stand out there. I'm going to try that. I got those helium sticks. Um, got a real good deal on those. I, it was, uh, Dunham's had a, had the pack for, it was 150 bucks or something like that. For three or four. It was three. Yeah. I only got three for now, but, um, I'm only using three right now anyway, uh, but 159 and then it was 22% off one item and it wasn't supposed to stack on top of clearance, but I ended up getting it a lot cheaper. I got it like, you know, like probably like 80, 90 bucks. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to do that. Uh, my mom told me to get them for my Christmas present and I went ahead and got it and I was pretty, pretty grateful for that. So yeah, I get to try those out. Those look pretty cool. I haven't even got them out of the damn box yet, though. I got to get them out and and check them out. And they are rated rated for three hundred, so I make it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then uh, I'm probably gonna I'll probably hunt right up until New Year's. Um, I I, I want the, the nice thing about that is when you got one. I love I love hunting when you got one in already because then you just don't 
it's not as big of a deal. Like you right. don't, it, you're not up against it. You, some seasons, you know, when I'm sitting there and it's like the last day of the year and I'm freezing and I'm just like, oh man, this sucks. But uh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I don't know, I might take out, I might hunt with Phoenix. Uh, I can't, I can't shoot the Schultz yet. I'm, I just haven't been shooting heavy enough poundage. So I got a Phoenix I can shoot. So I might take Phoenix out. But well, I've started. Yeah, man. I've started shooting. Uh, I've started shooting one of my heavier bows. I really want to. I would rather shoot with one of my the bows that I'm I normally hunt with in February when we do the the hog hunt. But but we'll see how it goes. Um, when I was talking about so a couple of things, I was talking about hunting public land, and uh, last weekend was the first time I've actually went back to hunt public since early in the season when I got, I just had a horrible weekend, got rained on and a little bit of everything else. And, but I decided that, uh, I've been wanting to hunt this WMA. I did some scouting on it back in February. It's the only scouting I did all year, to be honest, uh, uh, the guy in the neighborhood that, uh, mows my yard wanted to, he's a young kid, wanted to get out and see how I scouted and so forth. So he went up there with me and You'd have to see, it's hard to explain on the, without seeing it on a map, but we parked in a, in a parking area and the areas that I had picked out to, to scout, you know, it's always funny when you look at something on a map, it doesn't seem near as far as it actually is. And (laughs) oh my goodness. I mean, we, because of the shape of this WMA and the private land to, if you could have walked to it in a straight line, it was probably a mile. The way we had to go to it, I think it ended up being two and three quarter miles to get back. And then we had to come, we had to come back the same way, but we kind of wrapped around. And since then, I've been looking at, looking at the maps and looking at a couple of different ways that I thought I could access much, much closer than what I did, you know, that day back in February. So Sunday, Bella headed back to school this past Sunday after, uh, after the holiday. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm heading up there. That's where I'm going to go. And I'd never been up to where I was planning on parking, but I could see it on a map. And I get there, and so there's a couple things I'll, I'm going to go into here, but um, and I don't want to take too long because we do have a topic we kind of want to talk about. But um, <laughs> when I get there and park, it's actually a there is a parking area that you couldn't see from Google Earth, and it's there's a there's a hiking trail there. Um, so you know it's a hiking trail that's part of this WMA. So I said, okay, well, that's no big deal. You know, it'll make for, for easier access. So I start walking in and I figure out pretty quickly that this, this hiking trail appears to be going exactly in the direction that I was actually planning to hunt. So at one point I dropped off this trail and I'm talking about this thing is, it gets enough traffic that, you know, we, we've just finished, our leaves are still falling and it's dirt everywhere. I mean, these people are wearing this thing out. So I thought, well, I'm going to drop off here. And there's a, there's a pretty big Creek that runs through this part of the, this section of WMA. And back in February, where we crossed that was probably a mile upstream. And we found a place that we could cross just in our, our normal boots. Wasn't, wasn't that big a deal find some rocks and and make your way across i get down to this thing where i'm at now and there's no way there i mean i can get across it but i'm gonna be wet up to my waist uh it's <laughs> it also runs into i should have said that it runs into a river i don't know maybe a quarter mile from where i'm at um so the river's you know got it backed up a little bit too but it's funny here i am maybe 30 or 40 yards from this worn out trail. And every time you think you have whitetails figured out, they will just, they will fool you. I'm standing there looking at this river and it's almost like the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I said, somebody's watching me. And I turned my head and about the time I, I got turned parallel Less than 10 yards from me, a buck just blew out of a bunch of thick rhododendron. He was sitting there watching me the whole time. And I didn't even have it on my mind. I was looking for a place that I could cross this stream because I felt like I wanted to get further away from this trail. And 
I couldn't tell how big he was. I saw horns, but I know it was a buck. And he was, he was bedded on a point where a little creek came into this bigger creek less than 30 yards from this worn out trail. And he knew he was perfectly safe. So I kicked myself a little bit and spent the next, I don't know, 30 to 45 minutes trying to find a place I could cross um, and never did. So I ended up just finding the furthest point that I could get from this trail in this little section of WMA where I was at. Found a lot of good sign, but I I didn't see anything. And then I came home and the early part of this week, I actually started doing some some shopping. You were talking about your, your sticks you purchased. I actually found, uh, I mean, if they work out well, I'll be doing a video on it, but I found a set of, I think it's Hodgman makes them. They're almost like disposable hip boots. They are designed to actually fit over your regular boots. So you basically slide these things on over your boots and they, they have a little elastic band that you hook over your belt or something and they've got a, a lightly textured sole to the feet. They're not designed to wade in all day, but literally what they're made for is to cross little short bodies of water like this for kind of like the, the chicken in the road. You get to the other side. That's all they're for. And they were like 20 bucks. So hmm. I'll be giving those a shot this weekend. I'm heading back up there again uh, probably Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Um, and I'll see how those go. And then the other thing for everybody that hunts in the South, um, if we don't have any really cold weather uh, between now and the end of deer season, you're welcome because I actually bought um, I bought a, a pair of lightweight uh, insulated pants. I'm sick and tired of being cold sitting in a stand um, in late <laughs> season. And I bought a pair of boot blankets. Um because I, I'll be honest, every time I start trying to buy heavily insulated boots, I regret it because my feet sweat. And then as soon mm -hmm. as my feet sweat, they're, you know, they get cold. So this, I can just wear my, my normal lightweight danners. Uh, my plan is to keep them in my pack, go in, get in a tree. Once I start cooling off, I'll slip my feet into these boots and and drop a, a hand warmer or something down in it. And I'm anxious to try them. I, I, I was doing, you know, some reading and I've heard about these things before, but I've never tried them, and they weren't overly expensive. So, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, so we've both been been on a spending spree, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of that, before we flip before we flip into the uh, the the topic, um, I was going to tell you. So last week when we talked about all my mishaps, and yeah. one of them being dropping that hook that you know, it, those old stands had instead of the Versa button. Um, Derek Sheehan got a hold of me and he said, I got a fix for that hook. And I was like, oh, really? I thought he was going to show me something all, you know, Derek, you know, so I've <laughs> yeah. shown me something all, all engineered and technical, right? Two zip ties. <laughs> oh, to keep <laughs> it had, on the, to keep it on the. Yeah, he had a dip, zip tie <laughs> on one side, a zip tie on the other so the hook couldn't fall off. And I looked at it and I was like, why did I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's the simple things. But yeah, that I so I appreciate it, Derek. I had to give you a shout out because I did appreciate you giving me uh giving me some advice there. I'm definitely doing that um before the next time I go out. Cause I don't I don't really mind that hook system at all. I, I it's fine. Um I'd rather have a versa button, but it's fine. Uh but if I can keep that thing from falling off, because man was that frustrating. But yeah, yeah, it, anyway. looked, it looked like it. Oh. You only you only clear it off like a quarter of anchor, a quarter well, acre leaves, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but a Michigan Michigan leaf pile is like that thing sank like three inches. <laughs> <laughs> I would just start bringing a rake out with me, or I could just stop losing my stuff. That could be that could be good too. But yeah, anyway, I thought that was a trip. So, <laughs> so I'll. Uh... I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell about my 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 deer from Tuesday last week, and that'll that'll kind of lead us into uh, to our topic. I don't know how long this thing is gonna be. I don't know if it probably won't be an hour. We'll see how it goes. But uh, so Tuesday morning, uh, got up in the tree. I'm sitting there 
And uh, I don't know. I think it was about 8.30, 9 o'clock. I heard footsteps. Slow my, turned my head to the left, and I saw this doe coming. And, you know, she wa- I knew right away that, you know, she wasn't any kind of mature, dry old doe. I mean, she was, she was a younger doe. Um, I'll be honest, when she, when I first saw her, I thought she was a yearling that ended up not being the case, but, uh, I'm kind of like Robert Carter. There's nothing that eats better than those little ones. And I think Robert even says, you know, anybody can get the big ones, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, I, I pretty much made up my mind. Uh, she gave me a shot. I was going to take it. And, uh, she messed around. She was kind of like off to my left and behind me for a long time. And I, I'll be honest, I thought she was going to continue walking the way she was. And then all of a sudden she turned and she started heading right down. And, and for anybody that saw the, um, the, the video I did last year, the only deer that I shot last year, cause I just didn't get out to hunt much because of Lori's condition. But, um, I shot a, a little seven point, uh, first of January last year. And I was actually in the exact same tree um, that I'd shot that that buck, and this this doe came walking down the exact same path. And uh, I picked and and if you watch the video, I've posted the video of the of the the hunt, but you'll see there's not a lot in the way of shooting opportunities. I mean, it's it's pretty thick now. Now all the leaves are gone, but um, there's just a lot of small trees. I think most of the most of the places you might get a, a one foot width is all you're going to get. Um, so I sit there and I'm watching her and I've got my bow up and I'm ready. And I think when she walks past this little red oak, I'm going to, I'm going to give her a little bleat and get her to stop. And it just went perfect. She stepped out from behind that tree and I gave a little bleat and she stopped and looked, it looks like she looks right at me, but she wasn't, she was looking off to the, to her right. And I burned a, hole in the spot I wanted to hit and I let go and I initially thought the shot was high um it was a little bit farther forward than I wanted it to be but I, I contribute that to be, wanting to be sure I didn't hit that tree but um <laughs> you know it went it went through the shoulder and it actually exited um right behind the the pocket where the you know the leg and the the, the breast meet on the other side Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't go, I think she probably went about a hundred yards, 80 to a hundred yards. And I was pretty sure I heard her go down, but because I wasn't, even after going back and looking at the video, sitting in the tree, I thought, you know, it just looks a little, a little high. So I wanted to be sure I gave, gave her plenty of time. And so I'm sitting there and then I hear something behind me and look behind me and here's, there's another deer. And, uh, then there's another one behind that. And this little sp- spike started working down that exact same trail and i thought you know what i got time there's another good eating deer to put in the freezer if that little spike gives me a shot i'm gonna take that one too and it it again came down that same path and when it walked behind that tree i've got my bow up i'm ready and i eh, gave a little and that joker i mean he stopped just as soon as the sound escaped my throat and he was behind the tree i couldn't shoot and you just have to, well, if you look at the video, you can see it because it's, you got a very small window <laughs> where to stop him. And I was just a little bit too early. So he stepped out and I tried to get him to stop again and he wasn't having it. Well, then he worked around. He kept kind of feeding and just sniffing around. Now, keep in mind, I had just shot a deer not even 10 minutes before. And I just knew it was going to smell the blood and take off. Well, it didn't. It kept feeding around and was actually working directly in front of me and I had another opening coming up and I said well maybe he'll maybe he'll get there and I can, I can get a shot off well he turned and was a really perfect quartering away angle and he's walking and I think you know what I'm not going to bleed at this thing again I'm just going to shoot so I hit anchor and as he's walking I'm following and I let go and I pulled a great major award that thing centered a <laughs> a hickory tree and my air is still in it. The air, the hickory is only like maybe three inches diameter to base. And my air is 15 foot off the ground, 12, 15 foot off the ground. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to cut the little tree down to get it. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try one of my bee sticks and see if I can get it high enough and get it to sit on the tree long enough for me to get my arrow. But but anyway, I just you know I just screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> I just shot a tree. Uh, so anyway, I I came down and and videoed the you know the blood trail recovered that animal, and I don't even know who sent the text so. You know, understand if you if you hear this and it was you that sent this text, I'm not upset about it, but it just made me start thinking about what we wanted to talk about today. Because I um there was a bunch of text flying around the 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 property where I was hunting is that, you know, the traditional archery club. And uh there's like six of us that actually hunt that property and at some point there was a uh group text that was going around that morning about, you know, were people going to be hunting on Thanksgiving? What about Friday after and all this other stuff? And, and at some point I just made a post that, you know, I, I'd shot one that morning and was getting ready to bring it out of the woods and somebody wanted to see a picture and I sent a picture and it was just the deer in my bow. And again, I don't even know who it was. I don't have all these people saved in my phone. I've got Gene saved. That's the only one I know. And somebody said something about, I believe yours is smaller than the one that I shot. And I was like, now, how can you even tell that looking at a picture just with a bow laying beside of it? There's there's really no reference there. Um, and it ended up being, um, I don't, th I know she wasn't two years old, but I'm thinking she was probably 18 months. She'd already had a fawn because she had milk when I was dressing her out. So it was definitely not a, a, a yearling. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, it just got me to, it just got me to thinking and, Obviously, Facebook's just a, a general cesspool and all the different, you know, hunting. And I know I'm in more groups than you are, um, but it doesn't matter if it's, you know, the traditional bow hunting group, if it's the, you know, gun hunting group. It does. It just doesn't matter. I don't know when the infatuation with deer size became such a big issue. And I know you're not, you haven't been doing this as long as I have, but I mean, you know, I, I can remember, it's kind of funny. I remember renting and yes, renting some of the first, you know, hunting videos that were ever created on VHS tape. And, hmm. you know, it was people that a lot of people have heard of today. You know, I was watching people like uh, Dan Fitzgerald, Noel Feather, uh, Roger Raglan, uh, um, and anyway, there's a bunch more, but you didn't, you know, if somebody shot a, 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 a big buck, yeah, of course they were, they were happy about it, but it, it wasn't about deer size. You know, it was about, it was about just basically getting out there and hunting, trying to, and get this on film and, and create something that was, that was somewhat entertaining. But now it's got to where, and, and I think we're going to call this, I don't know exactly what I'm going to call this episode, but it's going to have something to the effect of hashtag uh, uh, buck shaming and hashtag buck splaining. I don't. I don't buck splaining. Buck splaining. Buck splaining. You know, it's every time you see a post on Facebook about somebody that shot an animal that, for whatever reason, in their own mind, either either it doesn't meet a set of standards that they've created in their head or they're worried that somebody else, it's not going to meet somebody else's standards. So it's all, you know, you see all these posts, well, he's not the biggest or, you know, he's not the biggest deer I've ever taken. I know, or I know he's not that big or, you know, it, whatever. Oh, I, I know, man, I've said it. <laughs> you, you said, you know, it. I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't, the only time I can remember, and somebody will go back through my feed and find some place where I've done it. I know the only time I may have said something to that effect, and it wasn't, if I said it on this particular deer, I wasn't trying to apologize for it, and I wasn't trying to make excuses for it. But I know, you know, I shot a, I think it was a five point or something, the first deer I ever killed with a, a primitive bow. And I may have said something about that one, you know, that, but it was really more of the fact that, what I was trying to convey at the time was I was proud of as proud or more proud of that deer because of the equipment that I took it with than than a lot of bucks that I've taken that were a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about 
it wasn't about feeling bad that I'd shot the animal. Same with me. I, I've never felt bad for, for that. If I, if I don't think something's going to satisfy me, then I don't shoot it. That's, that's all there is to it. And I haven't shot one yet where I wasn't. Um, but anyway, continue. Go ahead. And, you know, and I, I don't want to make sure I, I preface that or explain what I just said. I don't think there's ever a white tail that I've shot that at some, at some point I haven't felt a sense of remorse. I mean. Oh yeah, there's that. But, but I just mean, I just mean I felt bad that I shot. Like I made a mistake. I didn't make a mistake. You know what I mean? Like, so here, here's what I'll tell you. As far as I'm concerned, especially traditional bow hunters, most likely bow hunters. And I would even go as far as to say, 99% of the time, gun hunters. They don't make a mistake. They saw the animal. They they decided at some point that they were going to shoot that animal. And then once it was on the ground, for whatever reason, now they feel like they need to make excuses for it. And the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear and see that is, you are you are being so disrespectful towards the animal that you just made the the mental decision to end that animal's life. And it's, it, it, it's just wrong. You know, if, if, if you, if you were out there hunting, if you saw the animal, you made the decision to shoot the animal, you executed the shot on that animal, you tracked and you found that animal, you own it. Why do you feel the need to apologize for it? Oh, and I totally agree. I'll, I'll comment on it too, but I totally agree with you. I mean, I've never once let the arrow go and, oh my God, I hope it doesn't hit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, you know, I mean, I've never, with me, it's more of, I'm the kind of guy that I really don't like a lot of confrontation. I have some security insecurities about hunting, or I did in the past, more so in the past, not so much anymore, but I still do get that little twinge and I know I shouldn't that this wasn't quite as big as I thought it was. And if somebody says something about it, it's going to dig at me a little bit and I don't want to deal with it, you know, and that's just having thick skin. Um, I, I get over it. Um, on the other hand, like I didn't post my I didn't post my dough the other day, just just my hand on it because I didn't want to I didn't feel like dealing with it. I didn't feel like posting it up there and having even inviting any of that in because I didn't care because that's nobody's business. But mine, if, if I shot that deer, I wanted to shoot the deer and I feel it's totally satisfied with it. It eats great. You know, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm proud I shot that deer. I made a you know a good shot. I you know, I, I did a lot of different things. I'm happy with it. Um, but the very first, um, what the very first, uh, I think, no, it was the second doe I shot. I kind of was like, oh, that's smaller than I thought it was. Um, and I have shot at deer that I thought were bigger that were way smaller, but I wasn't sorry for shooting. I, it was more of just, I, I got to get a better judge of range, but in, in respect of the animal, like I remember every deer I've ever shot and I've been proud of every deer I shot. So it's not like a. It's not that, but so I know there's people out there that come from different ways, but like you said that the ones that really get me are if somebody shoots a little, it's the little buck one. Definitely. You don't see it as much with does, but with the bucks, it's like, oh, I know it's only like, you're already, you're trying to like, you're almost trying to stop the, you're basically, you're basically inviting people to make comments about it, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but it's like, but but you but most of them, I, and I I truly believe this. Most of them are doing it as a defense mechanism. Yeah, totally. That's what I, that's I. You said it perfectly. That's exactly what it is. They're they're proud of their accomplishment, but they are are too worried about what somebody else is going to think to just own it. So instead, you know, the, it's a defense mechanism. Well, you know, I know it's not the biggest. Blah blah blah. Just post it. If you're going to post it, just post it and own it. Give the animal the respect of saying you made the decision and now you own it. Um, and understand, I don't look here. If somebody, if somebody just wants to, to pursue a, a particular buck or a particular size buck, or, more power to them. I don't have a problem with it. I could care less. 
it, that's that's their choice. As long as I'm buying my tags and it's legal, it's my damn choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I I've said it to people before, and I will say it again. If somebody approaches me with that, I'm gonna tell them. When you start paying for my tags, my equipment, and you're willing to pay me for my time, then you can tell me what I can shoot. Until then, mind your own business. As long as it's legal, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you, you've, got, you've got some different types of hunters. And look, that's what makes the world go round. Again, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for what they're wanting to pursue. But I saw another post or a comment the other day. Somebody was talking about, um, had said something about, you know, shooting a smaller deer or a smaller buck. Or maybe, I don't remember. But I saw one comment and the person said, well, you know, that's usually or or that's that's just associated with uh, hunting immaturity or something along that line. And, you know, once they once 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 that person has has shot enough animals, they'll they'll become more selective. That's complete crap. I, 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 I made the decision. I like hunting. I like I like shooting animals. That's the reason I'm out there. Yes, I like eating them, but I'm. Pat Kelly and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and he said the same thing. He said, "I'm not going to make any apologies. I'm out there to kill things. That's what I. That's what I'm wanting to do. I'm wanting to hunt. I'm wanting to kill an animal. I'm not harvesting an animal. I'm killing an animal. That's that's why I hunt. Yes, there are other benefits. I get the rush. I get to eat it. I get. I mean, all these other things. But I'm not going to apologize for it. If what you want to do is be selective, be selective." I'm not going to shame you for that. I would, I, I, I'm not going to turn down a big buck. I'd love to shoot more big deer. I actually, I can tell you that. I actually missed a really nice buck. Let's see, two, that would have been Monday evening, Monday afternoon. I went out for just a little while after work to put my stand up to hunt Tuesday morning. Anyway, doesn't matter. I've shot some, I've shot some really big deer and I'm proud of every one of them. I may not shoot another one for two or three years. And is that going to get me all wound up in knots? No, it's not. If it's a, if a, if, if I put myself in the position to take a, a large animal and I usually have at least one opportunity at a decent sized buck every year. And usually it's more opportunities than that, but you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, I haven't just missed big deer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could miss the little ones too but so anyway you know it's the i get you man because if, if i went out because if okay let's say i go out next year and i shoot an absolute monster biggest deer i've ever seen that ain't gonna stop me from shooting a spike or a small doe after that no it's not and I'll feel this. I mean, yeah, I'm going to get the, obviously I'm going to get the jitters and everything. And, and it's not, it's going to be equally comparable to me because the whole, it all, every single deer I've shot, the size has not mattered to me as far as how it felt and, and where it went afterwards. <laughs> I mean, I remember every single one of them and I've got stories about every single one of them and it's not, it's not going to deter me at all. I'm not all of a sudden going to become a trophy hunter and have to go to Ohio and Illinois and, and all this other stuff to get these booners, <laughs> you know, but anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that was fine. I think you're, I think you're spot on. I mean, it's, you know, I like hunting, I like hunting different places, but I'm kind of like you. I'm not, I'm not hunting different places because I want to go kill this this monster animal if it happens great i mean you know it's kind of funny i've hunted michigan three times now and two of those hunts i have seen i've had opportunities at bucks bigger than personally i've seen anybody take out of michigan and i know there's been some big ones taken in michigan i'm just saying that i you know that i know that's a win for me you know i mean mm-hmm. uh just knowing that I that I can I can put myself on those animals feels great. Now, I have managed to screw up twice. It'll eventually I'll get one of them, but but that's okay. I mean, having for me having a quantity of animals every year that I can get to within that twenty yard circle. That's that's what I'm after. Whether I get shots off at them or not, and you've seen enough of the places that I hunt. Just getting an animal within 20 yards is only about 
half of the half of the equation. You have to get them within mm-hmm. twenty yards, and you have to be able to actually hope that they they luck into a place where you can actually thread an arrow through. There's very few places that I hunt that I've got open shots all over the place. So, I guess my th- here's here's the two things that I would say. If you are one of those individuals that enjoy hunting bigger bucks, enjoy that. Don't feel the need to pat yourself on the back and stroke your ego to make somebody else feel bad that they shot an animal that doesn't meet your standards because that's what they are. They're your standards. They're not anybody else's. Truth be known, for some reason, you're... In my opinion, most people that do that are doing it out of selfishness. They they want the animals, they want the animal that that person took that was that didn't meet their standards left roaming the woods so that they get a crack at it when it gets bigger. Exactly for four years, like it's their property and they're watching it and it's their deer, and in four years they're going to harvest it. I was just going to say that because yeah. that that's getting into the let them grow argument, and everybody always talks about how bad herd management is in Michigan. And how everybody shoots the first buck they see, you know, the start of gun season or whatever. It doesn't matter how big it is and we should be letting them grow and we should have antler point restrictions. And I'm not even going to get started with APR because that's just a freaking, I mean, we'll get, we'll get a million comments on that one. Um, It's, I get what you're saying. On the other hand, you really don't have any right to tell anyone what they can shoot. Like you said, they're not out to shoot if they're not out to shoot a monster they don't have to they're not obligated to let that thing go so that you have a monster to shoot i mean it that's it's silly that's a silly thing i i just i don't understand it um but yeah it's like it's that that makes it that's a really entitled point of view in my opinion because that just makes it seem like these are all my deer and you're not letting them get bigger so that I we have trophies in Michigan to hunt. And you're implying that I don't have trophies to hunt. And I have to go out of state or whatever. It just it it's always bothered me. It it doesn't make any sense. Especially as a meat hunter. Somebody who's, you know, I'm going out there for the experience and for the food. That's what I want. And I don't know. Because it makes everybody else insecure about it too. It's like, okay, well, you know, well, not you're everybody. shaming me for this. Not everybody, but you should. It doesn't. It just makes me mad. <laughs> well, it's it's intended. It's intended to shame. Yeah, like, that, oh, okay. exactly. Yeah, it, the buck shaming. It's like okay, well that didn't work, so you know whatever. And and you know I'm I'm working on it. I'm not getting. I, but I honestly don't like posting deer on Facebook. I just don't. I don't like posting deer on social media unless it's in a group of people I like, or or respect. I just don't think it's anybody's damn business. That's. That's my whole thing. You know, you could say I got a deer. That's it. Oh, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just one of those people that doesn't want to deal with the aggravation from morons. I just, I'm kind of over it now. <laughs> but, which is why you're in all those hunting groups, and I'm not, because I've quit them all. <laughs> well, and I'm in the, I'll be honest, I stay in most of the groups for a lot of reasons. One, it there are they are a good source for for content ideas. Um, you know, I, I, I want to continue growing the, the YouTube channel. And to be quite frank, the only way you're going to do that is to, you know, or I shouldn't say the only way. One of the best ways to do that is, is being able to post hunting footage. I mean, I made a commitment this year. I was going to try to get at least one kill on video and I've managed to do two at this point. I only missed one. So, you know, I'm going to continue to do that there, even there, though, there's things that I'm not, I, I don't intend to do. I may get there at some point, but I'm not going to sit there and record a bunch of B footage, which, by the way, I think about 30% of the B-roll footage that you see is people recording it after they've already shot the animal. Um, they, oh, guaranteed. They, they, <laughs> they edit it however they want to, and it, you know, but anyway, um, you know, I'm going to keep mine fairly short and to the point as the ones that I've already done. You can see it's not a bunch of, well, you know, it's it's X, X, X date and it's 17 degrees this morning. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to do all that. You know, here's 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 what happened. Just keep it real. I shot a tree this morning. I mean, I posted that the other day. It happened. 
I'm hoping people enjoy that. I'm hoping they learn something from it. And for me, it's a, it's a way of, you know, I'm, a, I'm always going to have that video. Um, or at least my, that's my plan. I'll get to relive those hunts, but I get what you're saying. You know, it's, and that's another one. I'm, I'll go down this one and then we'll, we'll track back to the new buck shaming and buck, buck splaining. But here's another one, you know, and, and Pat Kelly, this, this one kind of goes out to you because you've brought this up a couple of times. So it's nice to know that I'm not the only one that gets irritated by this, but why do people feel the need to make a photo op out of their religion when it comes to killing an animal. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I saw that the other day. If you, if <laughs> and everybody look, here's the thing. I, I think, I don't think I've ever shot an animal that I didn't look skyward and say, thank you. But if sure. I'm, but if I'm doing it on video, it became a photo op. If I'm doing it with somebody taking my picture of me doing it, it's a photo op. It's not sincere. I don't care who you are or what you say. You're not being sincere with that. And the reason I know that you're not being sincere, I'll even point back to our good friend, Tom. I know of a situation that took place where Tom had taken a hog and he was having his moment of silence. I don't know who he was. I don't know if he was, if he was prey. I don't know what he was doing, but he was having his time with that animal and somebody took his picture. And when he found out about it, I know he was mad because he, he told me. I know he was upset. I, I wasn't the one that took the picture, but that's that was a gen, that was a genuine moment. It was a time. genuine moment, exactly. All this mm-hmm. st- stop it. Nobody buys it. Nobody believes it. You think they do, and it, again, in my opinion, opinions are like well, you know what opinions are like. Hmm. I think you're doing it for a for a photo op to try to make some kind of random point. And again, if you don't like what I'm saying, don't listen to the podcast. I don't care, but it's my podcast. I can say what I want. When you're the, 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 the average person that, that is going to want to have that moment, they're not going to want to make it public. That's very personal. It's not, it, that's not an experience that you make public for, for the masses. That's, that's for you. So it, where this comes from and why people feel the need to do this kind of stuff. I, I just, I just don't get it. Um, it's a, I mean, would you, would you, if you were a church going person, would you have somebody come in and take a picture of you while you were praying? No, no. Unless you wanted everybody to know you were praying. I mean, it's one, <laughs> it's one of those things. I, and it's not just religion that this is, you know, it, it's, I know what you mean. It, it, I totally get it. And I know what post you're talking about. Well, you know what's and funny are, is, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. No, go no, ahead. I said there are two. There are kind of two topics there because there's like there's that with which isn't genuine, and then there's the people who are all are genuine, giving all the credit to the Almighty for their deer. There's that too. Like I've always said, I've always said thank you, but it's. I'm saying thank you to the animals. Like, and you know, for me, it's like, it's more of, and you know, I, I do go out and I always, I always pray and I say, Hey, can, can just give me an opportunity. That's all I'm asking. Help me with an opportunity. And actually most of the time, you know, just to share something like personal is, um, I usually ask my, uh, my grandfather, both grand, <laughs> well, for me, I asked both grandparents and my grandmother. <laughs> but that's more of a more of a you know just the thing but but yeah i'm not like out of all the things in the world that you could pray for i i just don't asking for the deliverance of a monster block (laughs) isn't something (laughs) i don't think it's high on god's priorities (laughs) think he's he's got more important things to deal with uh, Hold on, guys. I world peace is going to have to wait. <laughs> Nick is asking me for a twelve point. <laughs> uh, well, you was talking about the so that I was uh, I was getting ready to get this in here, and you you actually went down the same path. You know when when Clay Hayes was on alone, and he shot that he shot that buck. 
I couldn't believe the crap that I was seeing where people were just getting, I mean, just bent out of shape that he didn't give credit to God for putting that deer in front of him. Yeah, that was horrendous. And and, (laughs) I I read that thread. And I'm thinking, you know, so let's think about this. Um, How about, how about praising, how about praising your maker for giving you the skills and the, and the talent to locate, find, and shoot that animal. Not sit there and say, well, you know, well, he put him in, he put that deer in front of Clay. I, again. Yeah, I'm not, th- not going to go on, I'm not going to go on alone and, <laughs> and, and, and pray to God that I'm going to make it to the end and that's what's going to do right. it. I'm going to be gone in two days. Yeah, I think, I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think God's got more important things to worry about than putting a deer in front of Clay so he can win a TV show. But if you want to go down, exactly. If you want to go down that path, then, you know, praise him and thank him for giving, giving anybody, not just clay, any human being, the ability to master that art, to have that skill, to be able to find that animal. It, 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 I just think sometimes people get so, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a, I'm, I will come out and say I am not an overly religious person. I've said it on multiple occasions over the last few months. I'm probably less so now after watching what my wife went through and knowing, knowing what was in her heart and how she could be put through what she was put through for 10 months. But that's a whole other topic. Not going to get into that. If this kind of just goes down that whole same path, though, if that's the way you feel, Good for you, but why do you feel the need to impose that upon somebody else? I don't understand it. I, I just, I, and the same thing goes with the, the 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 buck shaming. So where I was going with that while ago, and we got off this other tangent. Um, you know the the whole buck shaming thing. Keep it to yourself. Have the decency for other human beings to keep that to yourself. If that's what you want to do, nobody's stopping you. Have at it. The fact you know what's the, you the know fact, what's godly when another human being is happy, and you want them to be happy. Well, ex- exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 stop looking at it like like the the fellow that shot the little six pointer just robbed you of an opportunity in two years. I mean, I. I can't, I can't fathom that mindset. And you said it a while ago. It's the, it, it is an entitlement mindset. I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, On and, the other hand, if you lead off that the thing's a little small, you are inviting that. Well, it, you are basically admitting that you did that, that exactly what they think, and those people will comment on that. That's just, it's what's going to happen. It is, and there you go to the to the buck explaining. Stop it. If if you if so. If you're going to shoot the animal, you made the decision. If you're going to post it on Facebook, you made the decision. So now that's twice. Don't apologize for it. Own it. You 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 own the fact that you took that animal's life. Own the results. If you're not proud of it, why did you do it? Exactly. If I would look at it this way, there's not a single hunter at my job. In my office, I am the only one. If I rolled in when I when I got my deer and I rolled into work, and they were like, "Well, how was hunting?" I'm like, "I got a deer, very excited. They're so happy for me." If I roll in and lead off with, "Well, you know, I shot a I shot a deer, a, a, a buck. It wasn't as big as I I wanted it to be." What do you think they're gonna say? Well, why no, why did it? you shoot it? <laughs> you, you can't breathe it, life back easy. into it, right? At that point, it's this is done. a catch and release. Exactly. It's it's two ways. It's like you said, buck splaining versus buck shaming. It's it's right there. You and, shot it. You wanted to shoot it. You own it. And both of them need to stop. They just need to yep. stop. People need to grow up. You know, have 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 the conviction to stand by the decisions that you make, and keep your opinions to yourself quite frankly, is what it comes down to. Um, now, if somebody says, and see, here's the, this, that's part of the dilemma. If somebody opens up with that, well, I know it's small, 
that's just like you said, that's inviting somebody to, to, well, why did you shoot it then? I, anyway, it's just, it's mind numbing. It's, it's a simple, and, and that's the response. That's, you're always going to get that response because that's just, because that person is, it, it just opens up stuff you don't need to. Exactly. I mean, don't it, don't it, don't try to head off. And, and again, I've told myself a million times the same thing, especially when I was younger and started doing this. Don't lead off with that. Don't, don't put the idea even in their head to open the door to, to knock down your accomplishment. That well, just tarnishes the experience. It's just, it's not, I don't know. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll tell you anyway. what's the honest truth. I don't care if it's the first deer that you ever killed or if you've killed your season limit for 20 years and you shoot a button buck. If you're, if you're happy with it and you're proud of it, I will, I'll pat you on the back and say, congratulations. Good job. And let me tell you something. If you think, if you think for a minute that there's anything wrong with that, and I hate to throw RC's name out again, but Robert Carter, there's very few, I don't care what anybody says, there's very few hunters that have the skills that, that RC and Chris Spikes and a lot and Robert uh, Womack, those guys, they are natural born pig and deer killers. And RC will tell you in a minute, if a, if a, if a button bucks broadside and he can put an arrow through it and he's got a tag, he's going to do it. So you're not going to sit there and tell him that, he shouldn't take that animal. And the other thing, the other, the other thing about RC that I love is that, and I love to RC. Don't stop making videos, man. If you listen to this, because I love it. Um, there's just it. They're great. But the thing I like the most about RC is that that man on his face is pure joy when he shoots something or when he's in the woods. That's what it's supposed to be pure joy like you look at him and he's it's like he's radiating and he even and it, it never gets old for him you can tell he would spend every day in the swamp and it would not get old for him and i and, and i know exactly how he feels i shot that deer last week and i got in the stand and that's one thing that i've really tried to do this year i don't sit in the stand i stand up from the time i get in the well from the time it's light enough to shoot till the time i come down i'm standing I shot that deer the other day. I had to sit down. My, even a, a, a young doe, my knees go to knocking. And if, if I don't sit down, I have to hug the tree. I mean, I just go to pieces. And I'm okay with that. I hope it never stops. And that's exactly what I see in RC. Mm -hmm. Every time he shoots something. And, you know, part of me... Part of me wonders about people that are out hunting that don't feel that way. But I'm not going to impose my my thoughts and my feelings on them. But, I mean, I've been doing this since I was 16 years old, and it still gets to me every time. I mean, I'll hyperventilate. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Um, and so I think that's one reason I like watching RC so much is I, I, know, I know exactly what he's feeling, and he gets that. He gets that uh, he he gets that that look on his face, that grin on his face, and you just know how much that animal meant to him. And it doesn't matter if it's a big buck; he's excited. If it's a if it's a yearling doe, he's excited. You know, he's he's got a great voice too. He's got a he's just one of the you can really relate to the guy. You can. That's that's exactly. I, and, I still got to catch his. Yeah. He was actually on Stickbow Chronicles. I still want to go back and listen to it. I haven't had a chance yet. Um, but somebody told me about that the other day. I didn't even didn't even know because I I don't listen to podcasts this time of year. If I've got free time, I'm in the woods somewhere. But uh, I will definitely be going back and listening to that one. RC is just a great guy. Oh, I'm the I'm the same as you though, man. I get um you get a little burned out. There's a lot of there's a lot there's so much content out there now yeah. that you know when I listen to podcasts, I'm listening to Civil War podcasts. I'm listening to Hardcore History. I'm listening to you know that that's the kind of stuff that you know, when I do it, I, and I think that's just part of, of doing a podcast too. It um, is, you know, but, uh, 
yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. But yeah, I got I want to check that one out also. Um, I got quite a few queued up right now that I haven't gotten to that I'm just like, man, I got to get to these at some point. Um, well, I think I think we covered it. I do, I do. I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm done. I, th- you know, I actually I actually thought about at some point, I, and we'll do this. This will be a segment in another episode in the future. But we're gonna have to talk about the whole harvest versus kill thing too. I, I'm, that's a good topic. Yeah, that crap started back in the late '80s. I remember when it when it first started, and it was to it was to appease the non-hunter. And the non-hunter doesn't if they if a non-hunter doesn't like hunting and don't want you to hunt, what you the words you use it doesn't matter. I don't know where we got down that path. And I've I've caught myself a time or two that I actually say it just because I've heard it so many times, but. I am making a commitment. I'm never going to use that again. If I want to harvest something, I'll plant a crop. But <laughs> I stopped using it too. I used to say, in fact, in my book, I say harvest quite a few times. I, I, it's you're right. It's not. I mean, you think of harvest, you think of exactly picking cucumbers or something. That's right. That's right. Well, I, and I, <laughs> I, I grew up thing. on a farm. I know what the heck harvesting is. <laughs> and, and, and I had never so until. I actually had graduated high school, was married and on my own before I ever ate a piece of beef that came up from under cellophane too. I mean, chickens, pork, and and beef, we raised it, we killed it, we ate it. I mean, it, and if I had looked at my dad when I, was, when I was a senior in high school and said, Dad, let's go out and harvest a cow. <laughs> he had lost his mind. Is it, is it, is it in the ground? <laughs> Uh, so yeah you're right though it is i didn't think it was silly back then but it really is if you think about it you're like and you just it, it's a really weird thing to say about it, something that had a life and lost it you know like a consciousness right kind of thing. it's it's it is really and in fact that'd be good and, and and you know actually that would go that would go really well paired with photos too with the way photos are handled yeah, um, yeah. If I if I see another person, that I swear that I mean. I, I oh my God! Them. Don't get into the selfies, please, <laughs> God! Don't get into the selfies. Well, I was gonna say that, or the or the, and it's the same with the fish pics. You know, the we're gonna make this a little bit bigger. I'm gonna scoot back about five feet. <laughs> I actually meant to talk about that with the buck shaming thing. It, some of these people need to grow longer arms. I mean, it's like, oh, uh, uh, it's just ridiculous. Uh, we're going. Well, 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 that's actually good stuff. We'll cover that. We'll cover that another day on the second edition of Rantcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think third this edition. Is... Thir- third edition of Rantcast. I don't. I don't. Maybe it has been. I haven't felt like this. Nah, been a, it's a good a conversation. Man. I mean, it's just. I just don't understand. I just don't understand how we get where we get sometimes. Um, we we make we take we, a step. We make yeah. we make what we're supposed to be doing that should give us joy and excitement. We make it a job. We make it we make it harder than it needs to be because we let other people set standards for us. Is really what it comes down to. Well, it's part of that's taking yourself way too damn seriously. I've never had that I mean, problem. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> me neither i've literally i've literally just made a writing career out of out of the fact that i don't take myself seriously um but yeah it'd be, everybody be a lot more better off we're not all professionals i mean it's it's not i mean don't look at it that way it's just not why why put that kind of pressure on it i mean it's it's just i don't know i don't you know what i think growing up i don't think i ever in a coffee shop all my life or at my grandpa's hunting camp, I don't think I've ever heard someone say I shot something and I wish it would, you know, it's probably, it's, it's kind of small. I don't think I ever heard that. Um, my uncle certainly didn't ever say that. So <laughs> I don't know, man, but anyway, we're getting back into it. I think we covered it. We'll have a, we'll have another chat about the other thing. Another day. Sounds like a plan to me, brother. Well, if you, uh, you getting out any this weekend, or did you say you're no, not going my, back out to the 17th? Well, it's, it is my 40th birthday on Sunday. Congratulations. So, I I guess, um, for being alive. Yeah. Well, you're a big boy. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to shame you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, well, and I, I don't know. Um, 
I'm probably going to, I think I'm going to hit it back on the 18th. I might get out before then. I'll probably get out before. I think I'm going to go next weekend. Um, this weekend though, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to see a friend on Saturday. Um, Jess wants to do something on Friday. Going to go out to dinner Saturday. And then Sunday, I, you know what? I think I just want to be at home and I want to, I want to decorate for Christmas with the family. I want to put the tree up and, and that's what I want to do. You know, I might sneak out in the morning though. I don't know. That wouldn't be a bad idea. We I wouldn't put, mind we, kicking my birth. We hmm? put we put our tree up. La- well, I say we. I put the tree up. Bella decorated it last week. So, well, I had the really good idea of taking our plastic tree that used to be in two boxes and putting them putting it in a big duffel bag, and then putting it up in the attic. So now I have to climb a ladder <laughs> up into the attic, hoist myself in there, and get a body size. It's like having a body, a body sized tree out of the attic. Without falling nice. and killing myself. So Jess is like, you got to make sure I'm home. I'm like, well, if I fall out of there, it don't matter if you're home or not. <laughs> you going to catch me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're both going to be in trouble. But yeah, I think uh, maybe I will sneak in a hunt Sunday morning. I think that'd be a lot of fun to kick off my 40th birthday in the woods on Sunday morning. I, I, depending on That sounds like a, weather. a grand plan to me. Uh, well, it's getting cold here, and I love to be out in the cold, man. I love to be when when you know it's going to be cold. Like when you're in that betweener part where it's like, okay, one morning, it, one day it's seventy five degrees, and the next day it's forty. You know that sucks. But when you know it's like now, you got that chill in the air. You know it smells like winter's coming. You know I like being out in the woods. I like being out in the woods in the snow. I mean, if you know you're going to be cold, there's a difference. Now I can haul all my heavy stuff out. Yeah, you know so. Anyway, well, if you, but I'm looking forward to it, man. If you if you do get out, best of luck, and I don't care what you shoot. I promise I won't I won't shame you for it. All right. <laughs> Hashtag bucksplaining, <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna post <laughs> bucksplaining. Hashtag bucksplaining. <laughs> that ain't buck. <laughs> anyway. All right, brother. I think this has been good. You, yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. I hope you have a great weekend, man. No, I was going to say, yup, you too, and tell Bella I said hi. I will do so. For everyone listening, we hope you've enjoyed it, and we will have something for you again real soon. Take care, all you.